on today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. We've got beer ratings from Halloween Havoc from last weekend. I was impressed, I think, because I don't really expect a whole lot from NXT anymore. thought it was a good show. I enjoyed watching it, though I didn't watch it live. Uh, I sort of knew some things that happened. I, I at least knew the winners and um, that somebody in the crowd almost got hit with a ladder, but we'll talk about that. Um, some people possibly coming back to WWE, some elite and CM Punk news that we'll talk about during Dynamite. And in the weekly recap, we have the fallout from Halloween Havoc when we talk about NXT and then getting close to the final build for for uh crown jewel which is next next weekend kind of crept up on us there kind of exciting and i don't know joe did you do anything this week uh yes i went to aw dynamite for uh mm, a good right. di- it was a good dynamite so joe went to dynamite so we're going to be talking all about that when we talk about dynamite during the weekly recap joe's just going to walk us through the night walk us through I don't know. Every everybody that he fisted, uh, fist bumped, everyone he said hello to. Some people said he had a cool shirt. Um things like that, you know. Was the pyro hot? We'll yes. we'll find out. We'll find out. As always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DDT WrestlePod. Joe, you ready to go? E- yep. Oh, let's go. Welcome into episode 79 of the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. I am Dylan. I'm joined by Joe. And not a whole lot of news this week. Joe said some 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 women may or may not be coming back to WWE. The rest of the news we're going to cover in the weekly recap. But Joe, who is allegedly coming back to WWE? So there are rumors of Chelsea Green coming back to WWE up um she uh she apparently didn't renew her contract with impact when that ended and more i guess sooner than that there's already been reports that an ex wwe star and i guess now ex impact star is backstage on smackdown and is potentially going to uh going to be accepting Char- not charlotte uh ronda rousey's open challenge tonight and if you're listening on Sunday, you'll know if I'm right or wrong. Ooh, but that person, Joe. Is... Wait, 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 Joe, Joe. How much are you willing to bet that you're about to be right? I'll uh, I'll bet minus one on the next prediction. Really? 
Yeah. So you get you start you start the next predictions contest with negative one points. Unless yeah, unless I get this right, then I start at I guess zero. I guess is there <laughs> any winning for me here? There's no winning for I don't me know. here. You could you have also... literally you literally could have said anything. You could have said you win a million bucks if you're right. Yeah, but someone would have to accept that. I'm not but accepting if, that. If I'm did, right, did Sean I'm... Ross Sap report this? No. Ooh. So if that's I'm like a right, solid 50-50 shot. Yeah. I mean, you could you could go ahead and say I'm wrong and go with a minus one if you uh if you're All if right. I'm right. Let's do this. Whoever is wrong has to buy the hologram equipment so that we can talk to Chad again sometime next year. Sure. All right, deal. We'll find out. So uh, Joe, there's Joe, no minus you... one for me now, right? Correct. Okay. Who do you? Who are you saying it's going to be? And basically, I get the field, and you get just this one person. Okay. Um. So the rumor is that it's going to be Tennille Dashwood, as she's most recently been known, or as her WWE name, Emma or Emmalina. Ooh. Would you prefer Emma or Emmalina to come back? Or I think I'd rather her be Tennille Dashwood. Yeah, that's. I think that's definitely what I would prefer. Let's say you were. Uh, also, let's, let's, let's say yeah. So, um, metaphorical gun to your head, Emma or Emmalina? Emma was better than Emmalina. <laughs> Even when she was like doing her like little bubbly dance and stuff. That was Emmalina. No, that was Emma. Like way back in the day. No, Emma was more recent. No, she was Emmalina for like a month, dude. I I refuse to believe that. All right, go ahead and believe it. But I'm right. I don't believe you. I think that Emma was when she came back from injury or whatever the fuck. No, she was Emma in NXT. Yeah, I just uh, I I I think it's the opposite, but that's fine. Uh, but I just pulled her her Wikipedia page up, and it says Dashwood is currently signed to WWE under the ring name Emma. That's probably not. That's probably just speculation. <laughs> Is it Wikipedia? Yeah, it's the first line on Wiki. I mean, you can't lie on there, so <laughs> it sounds like I'm gonna have to buy the hologram equipment to so that we can talk to Chad again. But we'll see. Maybe it'll be someone else. I'd be willing to bet, even if it is her. I I, I feel like Charlotte's gonna come back soon, right? And it's all just a big big ruse. Maybe she, or maybe maybe she does come out for the open challenge. She gets the shit beat out of her in like ten seconds by Ronda, and then Charlotte comes out. But I really don't want to see another Charlotte and Ronda match. I'd rather see Charlotte come back and challenge Bianca if if Charlotte's going to come back and be thrust right into the title picture again. I don't know. Um, as Joe continues to look more stuff up, we're going to get into our Halloween Havoc beer ratings. I think we both. I think we, we talked about this before we started recording. We both only had one sign. It was the same sign. And it wasn't even that good. It just said Waller likes anime women. Yeah. And I don't know if that's true. Even if it is true. I mean, no, that's weird. That's just I mean, weird. I mean, yeah, it's weird. But like, so is watching wrestling. Yeah. But liking animated characters is is weirder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But. You know, people have weird, weird, weird things they like. I don't know. So Halloween Havoc is the scariest night of the year. That's what they said. Joe agreed. I, I, I was I was spooked. 
Really? What was the scariest moment for you? Uh, I guess the scariest moment was, I don't know, like that haunted house or something like that, where, <laughs> you know, toxic attraction could have died. That would have sucked. And Gigi was just there making fun of the other one. Yeah, JC. JC Jordan. JC Jane. JC Jane. How drunk are you right now? Not super drunk. I've had a couple beers. <laughs> JC Jane. I would say my scariest moment of the night was when that fan almost got hit by a ladder by Von Wagner. Yeah, fuck Von Wagner. <laughs> uh, let's get into that one. That was the first match of the night was the the vacant North American Championship ladder match. So you had Carmelo Hayes was in there, Wesley, Nathan Frazier, Von Wagner, and Oro Mensa. I think I failed to watch every single episode of NXT that included Oro Mensa, including the match where he qualified for this this ladder match. So this is my first look at him. Didn't really see a whole lot. Like he was good. He had a lot of like um spots that required like a lot of balance, honestly. And that was pretty impressive to me. But that was like the main stuff for yeah. me for him. Yeah, this was a fun match. Good good opening uh opening match. Um there were a couple moments where we thought Wesley was down and out. I just want to say that if we had actually done predictions for this. Oh yeah. Um I would I would have picked Wesley. I would have picked Nathan Frazier and I would just just public service announcement. I I dropped the ball. I realized like way too late that we needed to be making predictions for that show and I completely forgot. So Alex is still a champ because we didn't make predictions. Um like once I realized we needed to make predictions, like there was definitely still time that we could have done it. Would have been a rush for everyone else who doesn't even watch wrestling. Uh, so I just decided let's just not do it. We'll just send it. Um, I probably would have picked Nathan Frazier here. I definitely was between Frazier and, and Lee though, but I, I don't think I could have brought myself to pick Wesley. I, I I was I was totally behind Wesley on this one. Yeah, and I I when I watched this, so I didn't watch it live. Um my in-laws were in town last weekend. So I ended up watching it like throughout the week a little bit. And so I knew Wesley won. And when he, when Von Wagner, that's like the crazy part about watching these back. Um, and like knowing who wins some of the matches, they didn't know who won everything, but knowing that Wesley won this match and watching Von Wagner, pick him up and throw him from the ring onto the announce table. And just the thud, I was like, how the fuck does Wesley win this match? I didn't think Same. it was going to be possible. I was like, I must have read a wrong spoiler. <laughs> but he 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 pulls through. He climbs the ladder pretty slowly. Well, unhooks, yeah, classic. He, uh, he unhooks that belt and he uh, he becomes a champ. Yeah. Um. And then uh, Shawn Michaels gave him a nice big hug. Yeah, Shawn Michaels he said, uh, I forget. There was like, uh, they did like some news conference after the show. I forgot what Michael said, but it. Like, uh, I feel like a lot of people were upset with him, like with what he said after the show, like his little press conference. Like, I think he said something along the lines of like, it was a really great show. And like, people didn't think it was that great. I could be super off with this. I didn't see it. I yeah, see I don't know. Like I was that. just seeing somebody write on Twitter what he was saying. So I kind of just have to believe that they were telling the truth. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, I don't I don't know. People don't really like. Did people not think it was a good show? 
I don't know. I it thought it was pretty good. It wasn't great, but it wasn't it wasn't great. It wasn't all time, but it was it was a good show. Yeah. I thought it was a good plus. Yeah. Yeah. If if great let's say, let's see. Is great like in the A range and good is in the B range? Yeah, let's let's go with that. Okay. I would just okay, then I would yeah, I would say it's good. Cuz I don't think I would give it a B plus. But yeah. Spots yeah. in the match. Um, Von Wagner almost hit a fan with the ladder. I've mentioned that a few times now. Uh, I just fuck Von Wagner. I hope he gets his push. I'll just say that. Um, something about watching a, a, a premium live event, good old PLE on Peacock, the holy shit chants that are normally censored when we watch NXT. We're not. So that was cool. Um, re- dude, the reverse Spanish fly on the ladder spot. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, that one was no, disgusting. It was, was it a was it a Spanish? It was just a Meteora, wasn't it? No, that's like completely different. It was no, like, yeah, uh, right. but Lee, Lee, uh, Wesley was, did did deliver a a Meteora on the on the ladder to. Yeah, that was at the end, I think. Yeah. So like because that was like the last move he hit before he climbed the ladder. Um, And then also the <clears throat> they had the suspended ladder that Von Wagner had set up between the ring and the barricade. And Frazier hit a frog splash through that onto Wagner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was pretty disgusting. Um, yeah, and Von Wagner trying to kill Wesley by throwing him from the ring to the to the announce table. That that was probably just the most disgusting spot in the match. Yeah. Like, I I thought he was dead. Thought he might have died. Definitely thought he had broken ribs. He might. Who knows? They haven't said anything. But, anyways, uh, this match got four beers. Wesley the new North American champion. And yeah, uh, I'm excited to see where that goes. I'm really happy for him just after everything that happened with MSK and, you know, like none of that shit's his fault. And then we kind of were just like the whole time, like what is he going to do now? And there was a, a really long time where he was just sitting there in limbo, not doing shit. And now he's your North American champion. Yeah. It's a very Cameron Grimes redemption story. So I don't expect him to carry the title for very long. Yeah, and then kind of be like this time next year, like in the spot Cameron Grimes is is in now. Yeah, feuding with fucking Joe Gacy. I don't know. I I don't know if Wesley will resign with the company when his contract expires. I don't know why he wouldn't. Because he wants got to, to get good. back to the radicals, dude. The that radicals have reformed, and I think that I think that there be there'll be an entirety again one day. It's been so long since the other guy got released for. I can't remember his uh, WWE name. I can't either. It's I know his his independent scene name is Zachary Wentz. Oh, Nash Carter. Nash Carter. That was it. Dude. Damn, I'm good. I did not look that up once again. Before recording, I remembered the name of CM Punk's dog. And now I remember Nash Carter. Larry. I have nothing against Larry, but I do have stuff against Punk. Mm. Yeah. Larry seems like a good boy. A good boy who well, he's definitely ugly now. He doesn't he's missing two teeth. Allegedly. Allegedly. We have to say that for legal purposes. All right. Do you want to move on and talk about the entirety of the NXT Women's Championship match? Uh, I figured we could just break it down. We'll do it in order. Chronological order. Okay. So next, we had a cinematic whatever the fuck in this haunted house. Um, Toxic attraction rolls up in this SUV. Uh, Mandy and Gigi Dolan are all about it. Mandy wants everyone to put respect on her name. Uh, she she mentioned that to a couple of the uh, 
dudes that were dressed like monsters inside of this haunted house. <laughs> she she yeah. like kicked one in the nuts and she was like, put put respect on my name. <laughs> I was just like, what? Um, yeah, she should have put respect on his nuts, but not in a dirty way. No, definitely not. She's an engaged woman. Yeah, but it's Tino Sabatelli, so whatever. Yeah, he doesn't even have any muscles. Or wrestling ability. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then JC Jane was just like scared of her mind. She was playing that role, and she actually played like the... um the logical character from like a, a regular scary movie. I, I forget what she's. Oh, it was when it was like a time where, so they went to the haunted house. They wanted to look for Alba fire who uh, like obviously is the challenger in this match. And like, they want to get her, bring her back to the arena or I guess like put an end to this. I don't really know, but um, Mandy and Gigi obviously like not scared and JC scared out of her mind. And then Mandy's like, no, it makes sense. We should all split up. That way we find her faster. And then when you find her, you just scream. And JC was like, that's a horrendous idea. Why would we split up? <laughs> like making complete logical sense. And then Gigi and Mandy were just like, no, we're going to split up. And then the obvious ensues where Alba Fire takes them down one by one. And basically uh, at that point, you know, kind of thought toxic attraction might might have died or at least Gigi and jc who knows she might she might have killed him well yeah that's that's what was going through my head yeah and she kidnaps mandy she throws her in a car and then we'll we'll kind of pick back up on what happens after that later yeah i mean at that point we had no idea what was going on we had no idea where they would go i definitely didn't think they'd be driving i i knew where they ended up i kind of knew where they were going to be because Alba Fire says, we're going to finish this in the ring. Oh, I totally her. missed that. <laughs> so so well, I, had okay. a good, I had a good idea. Well, maybe they could have driven to a ring in the middle of a cornfield. That's true. Done a match, but, chil- children of the corn style. Yeah, I figured it wasn't going to be like that. I figured no, it was going to be the, I don't even, House of Horrors match. Bray Wyatt and uh, Randy Orton, whatever that match was called. I think it was House of Horrors. Yeah, whatever it was, they finished it. They started it in a in a cinematic event like that, and then brought it back to the ring. Oh, that's right. So I that's exactly what I was. I was, I was trying to think of the last time they did a match like that, did was, or did like something like that. It was that because like um the like one cinematic thing that I remember AEW doing was that Sting and Darby tag team match. I mean, they also did the. Two stadium stampede matches. Yeah, I don't really count that because there was a uh, there was one of those Matt Hardy matches. Yeah, I was just thinking of, of like Matt uh, Hardy matches. I was just thinking of the Sting and Darby tag match that they did at like I think it was Revolution that one year. Yeah, and there were more people in that match. Um, but yeah, it was a tag team match. I forget who they faced, but it, uh, all right. They they had a ring in like that warehouse <laughs> instead yeah. of like. Instead of uh, putting someone in a car and driving them back to the ring. But yeah, that's where we left uh, Alba Fire and Mandy Rose. And uh, Gigi and JC just had to, were just left behind at the haunted house. Left for yeah. dead with all the creepy monster dudes. All right. And then the next match, we, we rolled right from that into uh, a bunch of druids wheeling out a, a casket to the ring. And we had Apollo Crews versus Grayson Waller in a casket match, Joe. I think this is the first time I've ever seen a casket match that had two caskets involved. 
Yeah, and I think I I can't say this for sure, but it's the first um it's the first casket match I remember on NXT. On NXT, I think definitely. I don't think they've ever done one on NXT. I made a note to say like it just doesn't feel right doing a casket match without Undertaker. And then I and then like I think I was I was watching the next day and I was looking at my notes and I saw that I wrote that and I was like I've seen like three Darby Allen casket matches and those feel right. So really it's just in WWE casket matches don't work. Especially with these two, like it didn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. I mean, like with the story, right. I, I know it was a spin the wheel, whatever match. Um, Like this, the wheel was determining the stipulation, but I mean, the story was going for an all timer eye for an eye match. Yeah. And that's that's where we should have gone. I mean, we needed some eye gouging, which we kind of he tried for it in this we match. Didn't, we didn't need eye gouging. The eye for <laughs> no, eye not match at all. So bad. I'm totally joking. <laughs> the eye for an eye match was the one of the worst matches on, on all time. I think since since uh, since I started wrestling, watching wrestling again, like it's probably up there in like top five worst matches I've watched since since I started watching again. Yeah, and. Yeah, I'd never want to see one of those again, and I'm really glad they did not go in that direction here. Yeah. But yeah, big big stuff from this match. Uh really uh do you think so we'll walk through what happened here. They were up on the top rope, like one of the corners by the casket, and Apollo Cruz gets thrown off and he goes through like the casket is shut. He goes through the casket door, breaks it, and is laying inside of the the broken casket. Yeah, does that constitute? Do you, so obviously they didn't stop the match. Do you think they should have and called Grayson the winner? No, he didn't shut the door of the casket. I didn't know what was going to happen. The door was already shut, and Apollo door- Cruz was inside of it. Yeah, but it didn't get shut on him. Per mm. per casket match rules, I I think that the so you match- think they did the right thing here. Yeah, I, I it was it was silly. I, I'll tell you what I was worried about is I thought that like he goes back up to the top of the ramp, he gets out, and he goes up to the top of the ramp, and he's like, oh, and he gets surrounded by these druids, and I was like, oh no, is he the the new member of the schism? Oh my god! And and then it turns out these were totally different druids than schism dru- druids. Yeah, these were just uh, regular. I almost said regular asteroids, but yeah, they were asteroids. Asteroids. Yeah. Um. But what? Yeah, it was totally separate than the schism druids. Uh, Obviously, there's got to be more than a, a, there's got to be more than one type of druid. You can't just have one type of druid. And they were nice druids because they bring a another casket out to them. Out, they out were the very the friendly and helpful. Yes. To the cause of the match, and they moved the other casket out of the way, like like the good druids they were. Yeah. Even though they were asteroids. Yeah, they were asteroids. So um, after they bring the new casket out, it, it looks really heavy duty. Um, Apollo Crews ends up winning. Uh, the one the one note I took about the casket was like when they opened it up, it actually looked pretty comfy in there. They had a couple pillows in there. Looked like some red, like velvety material on the inside. Looked like it might have been like if you shut that casket on me and I'm laying inside there, I could probably go to sleep. I don't know forever. Yeah, I can't wait to be in a casket. I think that's what a casket's for. But yeah, like I, I legitimately think I could have done that in that yeah. casket, like without dying. I could have died in that casket. Yeah, and been and been cool with it. Just like totally chill. <laughs> uh, all right. So 
Apollo Crews and Grayson Waller got uh, a beer and a half. And then yep. before the next match, Joe, there was a segment, a little video package. Um, we found out that there is a new student at Chase U. Oh, yeah. By the name of Duke <laughs> Hudson. Yeah, that happened. So we saw another video about that on NXT this week. Uh, I'm very excited to see where this goes. I, I'm yeah. very intrigued. Yeah, I think it's going to be funny. I think like everything that Chase U does is just hilarious. It's one of the few good uh, characters and gimmicks on NXT. Like NXT doesn't have a whole like a lot of their characters are super corny and they don't work. Dude, what about the schism? Exactly. Um, and this one just does. Like, it's amazing. I love Chase U. Yeah, it's it's fun. Uh, but then the next match was what? What was this? What was the, what did they call? It? it was basically no disqualification. But what was it? What was it called? It was a weapons wild match. Yeah, sure. Another name for no disqualification. Weapons wild. Uh, Roxanne Perez versus Cora Jade. And yeah, I thought this was all right. Like they I definitely they definitely seem to hate each other. I didn't think it was all that great, honestly. It was it was all right. I I don't think that Cora Jade is a good uh good heel. She has a lot of heat, but yeah, I I just I mean, but I think that's because Roxanne is everyone. She's that right over, now. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I just I think she's cringy heel almost. I think like, a lot of women are like that's that's sexist. No, like, I mean, it does sound that way a lot, but like, it's really just like, um, I don't know. Like when I think of good, they heel, just don't play heel characters. Well, when I think of good heel, I think it's of not like convincing. DMD. Is what it is. Um, she's okay. But like, I, I root for her sometimes. That's true. I don't know. Cora Jade, like the, I was never your friend. Like that that's that's the best storyline you could do for a, a lady. It's kinda, yeah, it's kind of cringy. Like I'm trying to think of like like I don't know, Sasha does an okay heel, like Becky does not do a good heel. Bailey. Bailey, I don't like great... Bailey. I don't really like Bailey that much as a heel. Yeah, don't don't let Chad Hologram hear you say that because he loves Bailey. Loved. Yeah, he back loved in the Bailey. day. Yeah. I don't know. He might be a ghost. Um, Charlotte. Is just a terrible Char- character. She's, she's a yeah, great. She's very easy to, easy to boo. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Who's she's the a natural best, heel? Who's the best heel women's wrestler of all time? Uh let's go present and all time. All right. Present? It could be the same person. I legitimately Car- Cargill is a good character. Yeah. She honestly, she's probably honestly up there. She's not a great wrestler. No, but but she's a great. She's a lot a good, of it is your character work. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's the only thing that brought her in the top ten this year of PWI 150. Oh, I didn't even see this come out. Yeah, they did, and she's top ten. Who's number one? Number one was some chick from Stardom, a Japanese wrestler. Who's and number then, one out of things that we watch? Uh, Bianca. Bianca's number two. Of okay. Yeah, I, I saw that those rankings were coming out and I was like, if Bianca's not the number one, like out of W, because I knew I know those people, they they rank stardom really high and I don't watch stardom. I hear really good things about it. Um, I'm never going to watch it. Just I, I just. Yeah, real, real quick, I'll do wrestling. I'll do top 10 real quick. Um, 
you, her name is Sayuri. Uh, then you got Bianca Belair, Thunder Rosa, oh, Becky wow. Lynch, Jade Cargill's number five. Wow. Jordan Grace. Actually, Saya. that makes that? a lot of that makes a lot of sense because I think they do a lot of that, right? Because we talked about this when we did the men's. A lot of it's based off of wins and losses and championships and yeah. like how long you held it. So that actually yeah. makes a lot of sense for Jade. It's Number not actually s- about how good of a wrestler you are. Number seven is named Saya Kamitani. Uh, okay. Eight, eight Charlotte. Nine is Starlight Kid, and ten is Taya Valkyrie. Huh. Britt comes in at thirteen. Mickey James fifteen. Liv Morgan seventeen. Ronda eighteen. Wow. And then M- Mandy, the current champ, who's been champ for a year, doesn't come in until twenty-one. That's slightly criminal, I think. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty wild. I mean, obviously, like if you take the stardom girls out, um, I don't know. I also don't watch Impact or uh like I I just it's strictly AEW and WWE. I wonder where Mandy ranks among them, but I still feel like that's low. Yeah. But whatever. Uh what were we talking about? Oh, Cora and Roxanne. Um, like we said, it wasn't really that great. The match, like they they clearly like trying to sell that the fact that they just hate each other. Uh, Roxanne thinks they used to be friends. Cora's, I, we were never friends, as Joe said. Cringy stuff. Uh, they the fight ends like the the ending of the match or like close to it. They end up going to that like platform thingy. Uh. That's a technical term, by the way. That's what it's called. Where like the thing, the thing that uh, I remember it the most from was when Rob Gronkowski jumped off of it or whatever. But they use it like pretty much every week on NXT. Like mm-hmm. Trick Williams is up there a lot. I feel like the schism is up there a lot. But they fall off of that, which also was like a super weird spot because it didn't look natural at all. And then they fall through the table below. Uh, and then. I don't remember like how they like, I, I just remember like Roxanne hit her finisher and she won. Yeah. That's, that's all I really that's, remember about it. Um, I did take a note though, Joe, and I don't know if you noticed this, but before I tell you what I noticed, favorite costume, if you remember any of the night from Halloween havoc, uh, let's see. Um, Shotzi was dressed up as Beetlejuice. Yep cringe by the way and also she's very quincy quincy elliott had two costumes one of them was a banana i remember that yeah and then the other one was i don't remember what else he was dressed as because the banana was like the halfway through the show one when booker t started being like when basically when booker t was like i hate this dude yeah (laughs) uh but no what i was getting at was like did you see what the timekeeper was dressed as no he just had like one of those like um poofy uh buff dude costumes <laughs> he wore on like the outside of his shirt it was actually a la- like i didn't notice it until this match is why i wrote it down for the notes for this one and i just saw that he was wearing this like poofy poofy like uh nylon thing and it's just like the muscular poofy costume yeah it, it looked hilarious on him honestly because i don't think he's that actually like a big dude at all like so he's like super frail i'm pretty sure so, like him wearing that it, it it's hilarious looking yeah i doubt he's uh that big a dude no otherwise he'd probably be a wrestler instead of a timekeeper let's be honest yeah woof um 
Core Jade and Roxanne got three and a half beers. That's true. Um, and then I took three notes before the next match. One of them, we uh we have someone returning to NXT, it looks like, Joe. Mm, yes. Who's that gonna be? He's closing his eyes, trying to remember who it is. Oh, I'll give you a hint, Joe. Retribution. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dominic Dijakovic is coming back. He burns mm. his mask and it looks like Dominic is going to, at least short term, going to be uh, back in NXT. Yeah. They realized they couldn't have two Dominics on the main roster, which they don't. They have a the- Dominic. They would have a Dominic and a sub. A sub. Yeah, so, I don't honestly, know the if is. there was going to be a Dominic on the main roster, I'd rather it be Dijakovic. Yeah. Um, no other news, way. other news that they came out with was uh, December tenth. They have the final premium live event of the year, NXT Deadline. That's probably going to be a horrendous show. Uh, and then they had another Quincy that that Quincy and Shotzi thing where. She was still dressed as Beetlejuice and he was wearing a banana costume and Booker T. My note just says Booker T hates Quincy Elliott. I don't hate Quincy Elliott. I don't at all either. He was hilarious during this uh, night. He's he's fun to watch in the ring too. Probably doesn't have great endurance, but you know. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because he's fat. Oh, wow, Joe. That's all right. I'm fat. Okay. That's all right. Just want to make sure that you acknowledge that you were allowed to say that because of that reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Let's see. I took all my Mandy and Alba Fire notes as one, so I don't remember when they came back. It was Did after... they do this next match next? There was one more match. Yeah. So was... they went on second to last? Yeah. Okay. So, next. Ambulance match. Julius Creed versus Damon Kemp. Uh, if Julius Creed loses... His brother Brutus Cleed, Creed, I almost said I, I basically did say Cleed. Um, what is just like banned from NXT? I think is what it was. What what it what it was? Yeah, basically he is out of a job. Yikes! Uh, Fired. I mean, if Julius lost, I mean at least he could still provide for his brother. That's true. He, he Julius is like the obvious like going to be the breakout star of that family. I don't think they're going to be a tag team forever. And I think eventually when Julius breaks out and does single stuff like he is going to be a fucking star he crushed it in this match you know this guy's pandering there's a oh. guy there's a guy right uh at the end of the ramp on the left hand side oh dude are you watching smackdown right now yeah shoot i forgot it was on and, well he's got a he's got a two-sided sign that's all i'm gonna say hold on and one, i'm not i'm gonna ruin the sign it's fine one one side of the sign says hey man you suck or hey man you suck and the other side of the sign says Paul Heyman, best manager ever. Paul Heyman, best manager ever? That's Yeah, that's what it says. And the other side says, Heyman, you suck. Damn. So he he just is going to play the crowd to see where, like how he fits in, it looks like. Yeah, uh, that's um, rude, for one. Uh, for two, if you couldn't already tell, we're recording on a Friday. And SmackDown just started. Because I went to Busch Gardens yesterday. Yeah, thanks, Joe. How was that, by the way? It was a lot of fun. There was it was a Thursday night during uh not Halloween Havoc. Hollow Scream is what they call it. Hollow Scream. Ooh. Um, so there were people, it was like a haunted house kind of thing, uh, where people were jumping at you. But also there were short lines, so I rode all five rides. coasters. Yeah. I didn't ride all the rides, but five of them. 
and uh two of them i rode multiple times in a row nice dude just didn't, didn't even need the fast pass no <laughs> all right and uh also with regards to watching smackdown tonight uh i know this isn't going to be a help to anyone watching um or listening to the show but don't forget to set your dvrs to fs1 tonight on fox yes yes for the two of us and leslie <laughs> yeah so hopefully everyone got to see smackdown on fs1 on friday and we're watching it now we will see if joe is right about his emma pick yeah we'll see who owes or who has to buy the uh hologram technology mm-hmm. but anyways getting into this damon kemp and julius creed match which is where i think we were i thought it was good i enjoyed yeah. this a lot yeah it was uh it was hard hitting it might have been no not quite match of the night because the next match was better. Yes. Um, because of the two UK guys. Yeah, not because of Braun Breaker. Well, the next match was actually the finish of the women's match. But the oh, main event, sure. the main event was the best. Um, But anyways, I agree with you on the hard hitting part. And I'll tell you why. It's because of, and we saw it on Tuesday, the effect of this. Like, Julius Creed getting his hand uh hit both of his hands actually slammed in the uh the ambulance door like him using his fingers as the reason he didn't lose the match oh yeah it was disgusting but, like risking breaking his hand was so good yeah that was like some of the best stuff i've ever seen from an ambulance match possibly the best thing ever like i can't remember like super good ambulance matches honestly like really the only roman two- and braun yep i know like that I sounds said, I know that sounds stupid, but it actually was. Oh, actually, that one was Rem- kind of good. Remember, Braun comes like breaks through the ambulance door, yeah, like, or um, I think Roman like backs the ambulance up against the wall, and Braun like breaks through the side of it or something like that. And he's no, he definitely didn't break through the side of it. He gets out Remember, somehow. No, and he's Roman. In blood. Roman drove it. Roman drove it right. He, and he, he slammed, backed it. He backed, he backed it, up, it into a wall. Full and, speed. Like, yeah, and. That was it, wasn't it? Uh, no. I remember Braun coming out, and he had bladed inside of the ambulance, and you were like, "Holy shit, Braun just bladed." I don't remember that. I don't think that happened. I think you're lying. No way, no one. The dumpster really match: isn't. Braun gets thrown in the dumpster and then doesn't come back. Or yeah. no, no, no. That was uh, that was the three on five, uh, TLC, oh, TLC match where Kane, he gets thrown in the Kane. dumpster. Kane pulled all the chairs down on top of him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're, that. we're getting off track, but yeah. Um, but ambulance matches that I remember specifically, uh, I remember the 2003 one, Shane McMahon versus Kane, was decent, and then I think there was a 2014 one, uh, Daniel Bryan versus I think Ambrose. Maybe, maybe it was those two. I can't. Remember. I think Ambrose was definitely involved, and I don't remember if it was Bryan. Uh, but I think this one probably takes the cake there. Like I, I also now remembering the Reigns and Strowman one. I think this one was better. It had the only thing that was weird about the match is like the formula of the match. It was because of where the ambulance was, it was kind of weird. So the match was like so formulaic as like they would start in the ring and then they'd get outside of the ring and walk to the ambulance. And then they'd fight over there for a couple minutes and then they'd go back to the ring and they'd just rinse and repeat and rinse and repeat that. 
going back and forth between the ambulance and the ring until it was finally over. Yeah. Um, the only other thing that like I took notes on in this match was Julius Creed blood on his back and his left knee. I saw. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it, actually. <laughs> yeah. Which brings um, us back to the album match and the Mandy match. Well, Julius Creed wins mm-hmm. after he hits uh, Damon Kemp with a bunch of chair shots. And this got 4.75 beers. Yeah. Highest rated match on the card. And then, as Joe said, somehow Mandy Rose and Alba Fire find their way back. Who who knows how far away? Like that that haunt. It was either really far away or Alba Fire doesn't have GPS. Mm, I'm gonna go with. Mm, I mean, have you ever driven through a, a, a cemetery or a graveyard? It's driven, hard to get. Yeah, it's fair. I don't think they it, were in a cemetery though. They were at a uh, haunted house. I don't know. It's haunted Joseph. haunted gravekeeper's house. Maybe I don't know. I don't know, man. Um. Let's see. I don't really have a whole lot. Like the only note I have for the match after they came back was the interference because Gigi and JC also found their way back. So let's let's yeah. not forget that Alba Fire drove to the ring, like to the event, and then in the middle of their match, JC and Gigi also made it back. And I don't so know how. Maybe either Uber. they got an Uber or. It wasn't that far away, and Alba Fire doesn't know how to drive. She was driving on the wrong side of the road. Oh, dude, yes. That, yeah, dude, that's what it was. That must right have been out of my mouth. Was. Get out of my head. It's because she's uh, not American. I don't yeah. know what she is. What is she, British? Is she just British? Scottish. She sounds Scottish. Scottish. She's something she's probably... where they drive on the wrong side of the road. Yeah, I think she's Scottish. Um, that has to be what happened. Right? All I know is she's from a fire thrower's... Uh, tribe or something like that i don't even know what that means other than like she probably throws fire that's just what she says in her promos it's like you know that's why she's alba fire because oh i don't listen to those the flame spinner i can't remember the last time i watched nxt live so i skip a lot of nxt okay it's it's honestly my least favorite thing to watch right now which is why i think i was so impressed with this show it's not my least favorite. NX or AEW was my least favorite for a while. It's coming back a little bit, I think. Yeah, I mean they're gearing up for a, a pay per view. So they're full gearing up. Yeah, exactly. Nice, nice. got it, nailed, nailed it. it, dude. Nice. <laughs> um, now I forget what we're talking about. Yeah, she yeah. throws fire. I guess that's that's what that's what she does. Um, but yeah, Mandy Rose and Alba Fire finishes with three beers. Uh, Mandy retains sup. Damn, dude. That was supposed to be such a fucking serious segment. <laughs> and Sammy broke all of them. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we, we we just took a break to watch the entire uh, Bloodline segment. And Sammy Uso, make it happen. That's all I got to say. Damn, dude, that was one of the, that was like, you remember, uh, you remember like the outtakes from SNL when like uh, Jimmy Fallon or or Will Ferrell was on it, where they just break like hardcore because the guy that's that's delivering the lines are just like too funny. Yeah, J- actually, Jimmy Fallon wasn't the one that was ever super funny. He was the one breaking super easy. Yeah, Will Ferrell would make him break. 
Yeah, Will Ferrell would make everyone break. And uh, that's that's what we just watched on Smack. Fuck. Oh, Joe fucked his microphone up. But yeah, that's like Sami Zayn saying uh, Roman basically uh, came out there after it looked like the Usos were about to duke it out with one another. He stopped all that in its tracks and said that they better figure it out. Well, first person to pick up a microphone was Sammy, obviously. Everyone wants to hear Sammy talk. Uh, he apologizes. It Basically, it all boils down to uh, Jay doesn't believe him. Sammy wants to make peace. Sammy, uh, Sammy tells Roman that it's it's all it all stems from Jay not being oozy enough. So like everyone just fucking cracked right there. Yeah, you could see Jimmy in the background crack. Like Jay, even Jay, who is supposed to be like a scolded You're dog at this pissed, point. Dude. He's supposed to be a scolded dog at this point because he said he said, and I quote, "It doesn't." I was like, "I don't give a damn what the tribal chief says." The whole crowd is just like, "Oh, he just said that." And yeah, he's just sitting there smiling the whole time because Sam, Sammy, uh, he's a fucking gem, dude. Yeah, never, never do anything bad to Sammy. I thought Roman was about to say that he was going to make uh Jay the honorary use and just have him switch places or call or say uh that Jay was going to be the right hand man or whatever or sorry that Sammy would be the right hand man. Yeah, something like that. Didn't end up happening. Basically, just said he was going to make. He's going to call him Sammy Uso. <laughs> God, everything they do right now is gold. Um, all right, I'll do it. Speaking of gold, Joe nailed it. <laughs> Getting back into this, we had a triple threat match in the main event of Halloween Havoc. Ron Breaker, JD McDonough, Ilya Dragunov, NXT Championship on the line. Mm, best match of the night. Yeah. Which sucks because I don't think I paid enough attention to it. Like, I don't know. Like, I think like the first half of the match and like, I don't remember what I was doing, but I really think like the only times I was paying attention for like the first half of the match when it like when I knew nothing was really going to like crazy was going to happen was like if I heard the crowd like, I don't know, kind of stir up for something and you could tell that they were about to or they were in the middle of like cheering for or screaming for something. Or if I heard a loud chop, that was which, it, which there were a lot of. Yeah. I love a good match where there's two people that do chops because yeah. the thing that chops bring to the drinking game is consistent drinking. That's true. There's not a whole lot of mat like, a lot of like just regular singles matches, you usually get like a lull period of drinking and it sucks because you get thirsty and then all of a sudden you hit like the last five minutes of the match and it's just two count after two count, finisher after finisher, and whatever. And all those drinks you took for thirst were for nothing. Yeah. So I like I like matches with chops in them because they happen early in the matches where usually there's not a whole lot of other drinks happening. Um, but I could tell right when it was about to get good. I, I really did start paying attention. Um, it was, uh, I, d- I did think there was a point where, uh, even though I knew breaker was going to win, I thought JD was going to steal it at one point, which was crazy. Um, and then, uh, then Ilya, you, like Ilya pretty much won the match. 
uh, before yeah. JD McDonough at like two and a half, he put his arm in the ring and, and at two and seven eighths, he pulled the, ar- the ref's arm so that he yeah. couldn't, he couldn't hit the mat for three. Couldn't and I was, three that, they got me fucking good. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Like, God damn. Yeah. It was, it was ridiculous. Um, but Braun ends up retaining after a spear. And yeah, I mean, it, it was the best match of the night. It got three and a half beers. I really wish Braun Breaker wouldn't have retained. I probably, I, I think I still would have picked him just because yeah. like if, if, if I thought he was going to lose a title, I still probably would have picked him because I don't know who out of those other two I would have picked. Honestly, I don't know. Um, I don't think Ilya Drogonov fits into NXT proper. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, JD would have would have made more sense. And he probably I don't know. They both came really close to winning. So I don't see JD McDonough ever having a main title ever. Really? I see him being a tag champ, an intercontinental champ, a North American champ, a uh, U.S. champ. I don't ever see him being a man champ. I know it's really to call that. I don't know. Finn Balor? I mean, not right now. Not right now, but they're on two different brands right now. So I'm just gonna say we're still watching SmackDown and uh Maxine Sup. Yep. <laughs> um, but NXT Halloween Havoc finishes with twenty point two five beers. It is the number twenty-two overall pay-per-view slash PLE. Uh, that we've watched out of the 71 that we've watched so far. We're getting up there. Yeah. We should do something special for uh, our um, 100th pay-per-view. I don't know which one that's going to be or anything, but I would Specifically anticipate... retros, right? No, that's all of them. Seven, all 70... of them ever. Yeah, we've watched 71 pay-per-views. Nice. Since we started keeping track. Nice. Since the show started. We've been keeping track of all of them. Oh, actually, no. I don't think we. Uh, I don't think we kept track of WrestleMania 37. Neither do I. We definitely didn't. That was a later segment that we we put in the beer rating thing. I mean, it was like episode four, but yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, beer ratings. It was a fun show. Like I said, it was. Uh, I think we came to the conclusion that it was a good show. Yeah, close to good. Uh, close to a good plus. Yeah. But not quite a good plus, which would be a B plus. Main event was good. Stipulations were some were good, some were not. Um, yeah. Let's get into SmackDown from last week. Let's Joe, as we're watching SmackDown from this week. What do you want to talk about from SmackDown last week? Dude, first and foremost, I don't know why they wrote Sheamus off TV, but they did in a big way. Well, it's so he can come back and face Roman. Well, no. So- I think I think it's so that the feud doesn't get too hot before Survivor Series because Bloodline versus the Brutes and War Games. They would have to be the Brutes and somebody, but that would be incredible, would it not? Yeah, it would. I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. I don't yeah. know. So uh, Solo, like the Bloodline, takes out Sheamus after he uh, he loses to Solo Sokoa, and basically like try to like break his arm during the whole thing. Yeah, I think they did break his arm. I mean, kayfabe. We'll never know. But I do like this to evolve into war games, like really start building up to that after 
after next week's SmackDown, after Crown Jewel happens. Like, yeah, definitely something I'm looking forward to. I just don't know who to. the three on three is. Well, I think if... it's. I think it would be five on five. It's just the Brutes have to find two more people. New Day? Possibly. But that would be weird because they remember they fought with New Day for like. Yeah, and they destroyed the 14 months straight. It just it wouldn't make that much sense. Like, I don't know. who. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Except that, like, calling bygones bygones now that brutes are. I mean, after all, when the shield got back together, Triple H tagged with the shield at live events. Yeah, but that was under Vince when storytelling didn't make a whole lot of sense. That's true. I don't know. Ideally, Triple H makes it make sense. I could see bygones bygones. Uh, and them saying, "Hey, we took out Biggie. We apologize for that." But it's fight night, and we need your help. Ooh, I think I like that. And then that's how you do the Usos and New Day tag team match before the Usos break the record. Yeah, we should be writers. Yeah. Um, Liv Morgan's going crazy. I don't know if this is just like a character shift. Or if it's like a hint towards her being part of the Wyatt Six, I th- I still think it's way too early to tell. Like this, all this Wyatt stuff is moving way too slow for me right now, and I you're getting distracted. I like it. No, I like that it's moving slow. Oh, you said too slow, so I I did say too negative. slow, but but it's a little bit it's too sweet. Indeed, it's pretty sweet, almost too sweet. Do you do you still think that's where live like live is going with this? I have no idea. Or do you think she, it's just she's a character obviously change? still a face? Maybe they're just throwing shit at the wall and see if it, seeing if it sticks. Yeah, I mean, she attacked Sonya again just now, like oh. a little bit ago. Oh, okay. So, uh, let's see more Braun and Omos stuff. I the the more that they talk about Braun versus Omos, the less I care. So. Yeah, I, I don't really give a shit about that match at all. Uh, they they keep on talking about how. Almost look, makes Braun look small. Still don't give a shit. He kind of does. He does, yeah. He towers over him, which is I mean, insane. And that that's almost his narrative. That's that he needs to control. control. Speaking of, uh, damage control your narrative. They retained over Raquel and Shotzi on mm-hmm. last week's SmackDown. Um, let's see. Yeah, and then all the Logan Paul stuff in the main event. Um so what he came out for a promo saying like he could hit this he could hit one lucky punch and somehow become the world champion um if that happens i think i quit wrestling and this show uh but i don't think that's going to happen one bit so anyways getting back to what actually happened uh apparently roman told the bloodline last week not to engage on logan paul Jey Uso didn't care. He beat down Logan Paul. Sammy pulls Jay out of the ring, tells him, hey, Roman Roman said not to do that. And Logan Paul ends up getting his lucky punch on Jay. And we're still supposed to think that he has a shot at beating Roman. Uh, that was the is... one lucky punch, so that kind of sucked for, for Logan. Yeah. Um, I do think he'll hit. It, it'll. Here's how it'll probably go. He'll probably hit the one lucky punch right at the beginning of the match get a sweet like 2.99 count on roman and that'll be it yeah oh joe here we go moment of truth was this ronda ronda's coming out anyway speaking of ronda um i don't remember if ronda was on last week's episode um speaking of 
things that I don't like, uh, like Ronda Rousey, uh, Rampage. Um, <laughs> I looked at the results, didn't look like anything good, so I didn't watch it. Yeah. Um, All right, sweet. Moving on. I got nothing on that. <laughs> I think I think I'm done watching Rampage forever. But yeah, I, I expected I wanna, to watch I Rampage wanna, this week. I want to keep like just saying that we didn't watch it. <laughs> I I was way ahead on the train for that. <laughs> yeah, you were right about that. All I right. I don't like Rhonda's. Uh, it, they're not in Tampa. Why she got uh bolts, lightning bolts on her face? Um, because she's electric. That that's what it is, right? Those that's, that's the bolts logo with I mean, a little the, bit of white on bolts, the outside. Joe, the bolts are the Los Angeles Chargers. They no. go by the bolts. No, Tampa Bay Lightning are not the bolts. Go bolts. No, it's on. It's literally on on merch, dude. Nah, dude. Dude, as a Tampa Bay fan, a lifelong Tampa Bay fan. How long is lifelong? Since I started dating Bree. All right, so about a couple, couple of years. years. Yeah, a couple of years. Yeah. Lifelong, yeah. yeah. As a lifelong Tampa fan. All right. What about Raw? Raw. So, a lot of lot of stories on Raw. Yeah, that I, doing, that are intriguing me. They're doing great. Um, one is the Biz and Dexter Loomis. Yeah, has me intrigued. I want to know what Johnny Gargano is talking about. What's he got to say, dude? What does he have to say? What did Miz do? To Dexter Loomis. Who's, whose butthole did he touch? I have no idea. Here we go. Oh, Here my go. God. Here we go. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. I'm even further behind now because I accidentally paused. I'm getting a look at who the open oh, challenger is. Oh, shit, dude. Look who was right. Zero news. Oh, was it really? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Emelina. It's Emelina. She aged a couple of years. I, I think, think the last time she was in WWE was 2017, so that's fair. Yeah, I I think that's just kind of how time works, Joe. Yeah, and I haven't been an Impact watcher, so. Um, sup? Yeah, looks great in my looks opinion. Great. Anyways, Good. they cut to commercial. Uh, Ronda's probably gonna beat her in like five minutes. Yeah. Anyways, I want to know what happened between Miz and Dexter. Joe, give me a hypothesis. What did Miz do to Dexter Loomis? I don't think it's what he did to Dexter Loomis. I think I think Miz is telling part of the truth. And basically what Miz said was that Dexter was jealous of the fact that Miz took uh, Tomasa Champa under his wing and started mentoring him. Now, I don't think that's exactly true, but I think that Tommaso has something to do with the this storyline. But Tommaso's hurt. That's true. Well, he, I don't he know how went, hurt he, he is, but... He just underwent uh, hip surgery. Okay, so that's really hurt. Yeah. But it could still play into the storyline. Uh, so what I'm saying is, since they're merging the, the Dexter and the Johnny storyline, that it could be something like, and uh, this is just proposing... You know, oh, uh, no, Dexter, I will not be your wife. I don't want you to be my wife. You proposed, you just did. Anyway, as I was saying, Dexter is buds with Johnny Gargano or the son in law of Johnny Gargano, depending on how deep you want to get into NXT storyline. Dexter is the son in law, loves Johnny. Johnny and Tommaso have their, their history. 
be it friends or enemies. And Dexter is trying to defend Johnny and Tommaso. Hmm. And therefore he's upset in that manner. So you think Something Dexter like that. thinks that Miz is taking advantage of Tommaso somehow? Yeah. I think that's possibly the other, other than them just like completely making something up. Like the Miz uh, didn't sign an autograph of Dexter Loomis's 10 years ago when he was, I don't know, 30 years old. I don't. The only reason I, I, I'm going along with that is because Johnny says you didn't tell the full story, which, t- which means that there's a partial truth to what Miz said, but not a full truth. I completely forget what he said, honestly. It was something along those lines. Oh, I well, I could be wrong, but yeah, that that's that's the line I'm going on along with is both Tommaso and and Dexter have been buds with Johnny at some point, and Dexter is going after him because Miz took advantage of Champa in some way or another. Mm. Um, and then we get our truth to come out during this promo. Legend, our truth is just. He's up there in wrestling comedy right now with uh, Sami Zayn. I mean, Sami Uso. Yeah. Like, just everything R-Truth says is funny. I don't know. Like, the dude is just comedic gold in the ring. Yeah. Not I the mean, best wrestler, but he's also, like, wrestler. he's also like 50. Yeah, he's not the he's worst be- either. He's better than Dan Brooke. <laughs> Did you see? What was... Yeah. um? Uh, it was Seth, Sammy. right? Seth was on commentary and he said that uh, he said Theory wouldn't theory couldn't even ha- cash in or something. Theory like that. Ha- had a better chance of cashing in on someone like Braun Breaker or Dana Brooke. It wasn't, or I think it was Braun Breaker. Yeah, well, has a better. Dana chance. Brooke took big offense to that. Yeah, she was like, uh, yeah, at I, least that's I work what... so hard. I mean, maybe she does, but like I'm sure she does, but she works hard to be. She should work on her character and she's not great in the ring either. Yeah, she should work on being better at her job. Yeah, exactly. I know that's probably what she thinks she's doing, but she's got to do something else because whatever she's doing isn't working. True. She's never been all that great. No, she's like a 12 started that Charlotte time 24 seven champion, though. Yeah, she started that Charlotte's as Charlotte's lackey. And just has never evolved past Lackey. She's never I mean, evolved sure, past she got like married lower mid card. Yeah, and that stuff uh, was sometimes funny. Yeah. But it got really old really quick. But I think we made a rule on this show a little while ago that we would never talk about the 24-7 champion. So let's move on. Mm, true. Um, let's see. Riddle wanted, Eli- wanted uh, Elias to be in a band with him. Yeah. Elias quickly shut that down. And it was in a, in sort of a manner that made me think, could Elias possibly be quickly turning heels so close to his return? I know he didn't do it on Monday. He's never been a face, really. I know. Well, only a little bit. There like, was there, there, there was a time where the WWE universe really did stand with for walk for Elias, walk with Elias. Yeah, and there was like there was that time that he was. Oh. He was a person with heel tactics that got it the shit reaction. cheered out of him. Yeah. yeah. Basically, but yeah, he hasn't uh, ever the, really the played a, of a his face. Time. He hasn't, you're right, though. He hasn't ever really played a face like full so, on. Yeah. So, so I don't know. He could be turning heel, but I, I, I don't want them to be a tag team. I, I, for some reason, 
always wanted Elias to be a an intercontinental champion. So I'm going with my my hope from two years ago, where Elias becomes intercontinental champion, Ooh. but not not really. That's gonna be tough because he's on Raw and yeah, Walter's not, on SmackDown. Yeah. I don't want I don't want Walter to ever lose that title. Really, you're stuck. It sounds like you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Then yeah, I'm stuck between the rock and a hard place. Wow. Too bad we're not done with Raw because that would have been a great transition. Great segue. Rock. <laughs> no, there's two other things I'd love to talk about. Okay. On Raw. One is my favorite thing going on Raw right now, somehow. And it's this fucking JBL Baron Corbin pairing. Yeah. It works so well. Yeah. JBL got some pants that fit this week. Yeah. True. Or no, wasn't this the week that he no, was la- wearing the really it was baggy last, pants? Last week he was wearing bell bottoms. This this week he wore normal pants. Oh, okay. This is the week. Yeah, this is the week he was on commentary. Um, but yeah, it just works so well. I don't yeah. know how or why, but like it's just I I really I think, think it's because. Go ahead. I really think that he could elevate Corbin up to like consistently being a main event player. Yeah, Corbin oh, has th- been in the main event plenty of times but like consistently staying there i think that jbl was never supposed to be a wwe champion no i don't think so either and he became the wwe champion and he became the wrestling god and honestly that's that's a that's a championship run that you remember from the early 2000s yeah, and it, that's it, that's kind of the same thing as Corbin. Corbin never should be WWE champion, unless he should. You know, I they're, think they're I see sa- what you're saying here. They're the same character. They're the big guy who who are consistently good in the ring, but never set themselves aside. You know, they go from character to character, and I think that that JBL is the person to bring Baron around the corner of of that. Okay, we're behind this character now. Yeah, I mean, we're still gonna boo the shit out of him, but like, yeah, but but we booed the shit out of JBL. Agreed. So I I think it works. I think yeah, that's why I, you I like th- it. Is it's the same reason you like JBL as champ? Uh, twenty years later, is he made he he did his job. He did his job. He did his and, job and, as a heel and, well. And if there's anything Baron's Corbin's ever done, it's his job. He is. That's true. He does he what he's told. The, he does exactly what he's told. And he does it well. He's consistent. Baron, we need you to do this dog food thing with Roman. You got a boss. <laughs> we need you to be the ma- the co-manager of Raw. We need you to be... But we need you to call Corbin. yourself the constable. Yeah. <laughs> we, need we need you, you to be sad we man. To... We need you to be happy. We need Baron. you to be fucking lone wolf. We need you to shave your head. Whatever it is, Baron. Baron, Corbin we need you it. to wear this shirt tonight. <laughs> That's the same shirt I wore last week. We know. Corbin does his job and he deserves to be rewarded for it. Honestly, I agree. I honestly wouldn't mind seeing a three month title run with him, you know? Yeah. Excuse me there. Give him a quarter of a year. Well, I mean, if he's anything like JBL, it's going to be like an eight month title reign. Yeah, sure. As long as they break up the titles. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think if that happens though, like it's going to be, one of them is going to feel more important than the other, but I don't think you can ever not have that. Oh shit! You've got both titles. One. That was a two and a half. Yeah, it's over now. Not actually. Like it's about to be. Oh, maybe not. Anyway, um, yeah, 
I'll tell you what's not over. Well, actually, what is over is the beer I just drank. <laughs> Dude, it actually picked it up. Yeah, I changed the sound. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know if I have anything else to say about Raw. It was a good show. Uh, almost. Uh, Nikki Cross, dude. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. Sorry, totally forgot. That's pretty much all you got to say, though. <laughs> yeah, N- Nikki Cross is back. Nikki Cross is back. Uh, don't know wh- where what side of the line she lies on because she attacked Bianca and damage control your narrative. Yeah, so no idea. Uh, I think we can confidently say that she's back to being a crazy person, though. Absolutely. Because she attacked both of them. But it's it, it also is not a character we've seen her play before. We've seen her as like... Sure uh, it is. Isn't this like this is the same Nikki Cross? It's kind of the same Nikki Cross, but it's not because she still looks more like a person than she ever did in... Uh, oh, my uh, God. Yes, sanity. They just announced. Uh, oh, it's got a stipulation. Okay, all right, I can get behind that. Bianca versus Bailey, last woman standing at Crown Jewel. But what color are their T-shirts going to be? I don't know. Usos <laughs> no, that, versus. That's something. Uh, that's something we used to say, but uh, more realistically, now they just wear gear that covers all of their arms and all of their legs. Yeah, and then Usos versus Butch and Ridge Holland for the tag titles. That's going to be a hard match to predict. I mean, I know where I'm going to go with it. Loses, obviously. I'm going to pick them till they lose, but that's just me. Shall we move on to NXT? Yeah, we should. All right. NXT, Joe. It was, I don't remember what they billed it as, but like basically the fallout of Halloween Havoc, and it was like tag team title Tuesday or something. Yeah. Was that actually what it was called? No. Damn it. Well, they had tag title matches, so it made sense when I thought that's what it was called. But uh, they started the show with uh, Zoe Stark and Thicky Steamboat going up against <laughs> uh, the tag champs, uh, Chance and Carter. I almost said Cat and Zero. Um, and I think there's going to be a rematch here. There has to be, right? I think, I, I think they might have even announced it. I don't fucking know. But I... I was fooled because they called. <laughs> I mean, they they called it. Yeah, it was weird. They said um, it knew. <laughs> like, so what exactly happened? Because I like, was there just like a blind tag that the ref didn't there, see? There, that's exactly what what it was. Is okay. there was a blind tag that the ref didn't see. So the illegal competitor or the non-legal competitor. I don't think illegal is the right word, but the non-legal competitor uh, got pinned. Uh, so another ref came in and said, hey, ref, other ref, you you did a bad job. And they restarted the match and uh, Katana Chance and, wait, Caden Carter picked up the W in the end. But yeah, yeah that I was, mean, that... this wasn't terrible to watch, though. Like, it was pretty. No, it was, it was fun. I, I yeah. think uh, I think Chance and Carter are doing a way better job than they, they did a while back. Yeah, I think like they're exceeding expectations as part as as part or exceeding expectations being the tag the women's tag champions yeah i agree joe with the oh shit moment uh looks like rousey and Shayna baszler are on the same side on the same team now 
Shayna Baszler just choked out Natalia. Yeah, they used to be tag partners, and now uh, Shayna, Shayna on mute, attacked Natalia, choked her out. Choke you out. I'll choke you out. <laughs> oh my god. I'll fucking choke you out. Is that I good? Did I do it good? You did it so good. <laughs> um, And then uh, R-Truth came out. He, we saw our truth on our TVs twice this week. Two two nights in a row, our truth went to to our truth our to be the host of Halloween his, Havoc. He was earning he was earning his paycheck <laughs> this week. Yeah, he comes out I'm like, welcome to Halloween Havoc. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, who was he out there with? Was it um? It Wesley was, was out there, right? Yeah, it was Wesley and somebody else. Was it? Oh, oh. it was Grayson, right? Grayson Waller. Yeah, Wesley's like, dude, that was that was two or three nights ago. <laughs> Whatever day it was. Was it on Sunday? I can't remember. It was on Saturday. Yeah, he's like, that was three nights ago. He's like, what? Yeah, and you were which, which was about- crazy to me. That's kind of why we didn't do predictions. Was like, I kind of just forgot, even though I said it last week. Like, I just kind of assumed that this show, Halloween Havoc, would have been on Tuesday this week. And obviously, them doing six matches and NXT only being two hours long, I don't think they could have done that. And it was it was it was a good show that deserved a premium live event. I just assumed Halloween Havoc would be on weekly television, you know? Yeah. Um, so our truth, I think, is a little vindicated in his assumption of Halloween Havoc being on Tuesday. Do you? Uh, sorry, that's not what I meant to say. I'm I'm watching. I'm I'm distracted. But uh, they showed a another video package of the Dominic Dijakovic return to NXT. Yeah, it was like the same one, right? Yeah, maybe um, a little more in depth. But who cares? Shinsuke, um, Shinsuke's back on SmackDown. For we saw. Oh, him on I don't NXT. want Shinsuke tagging with Hit Row. I hate Hit Row. Hit Row without Swerve, especially. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people. I actually forgot about this. A lot of people thought somebody would be getting called up for this. AK Mello. Yeah, no. I don't want that. I Very want much Mello. not the case. I, I want Mello to be uh, a single star by himself. Yeah, me too. Um, but they they advertise this match, uh, hit row. This is me a six man tag hit row with mystery partner versus legato. This didn't happen on NXT, by the way. This is we're talking live SmackDown. Yeah. <laughs> we get we keep on getting distracted. And that we're sorry for that. This is what happens when Joe goes to Bush Gardens slash anytime we record on a Friday. <laughs> we just want to um, talk about SmackDown next week. We're basically talking about the entire show. Yeah, that's true. Um, let's just go ahead and assume the Legato wins this match. Congrats yeah. to Legato. Uh, Legato. Uh, maybe, maybe not with Shinsuke coming back. Legato. I love their entrance music. Yeah, it's. I love the crowd participation in their entrance music. Yeah. Uh, skip, um, skip over that match. The yeah, the second getting back into it, the second NXT tag champ uh, title match was pretty deadly versus Malik Blade and Idris Anofi, which was actually really good. Yeah, Anofi and Blade are also way better than I thought. So good. They've played the comedy act for so long that that. In this match, when they were actually serious, it was surprising to me. Like, a surprisingly good match. Yeah. Um, But Pretty Deadly retains. Yes, boy. 
the tastiest snacks in all of the land. Yeah, it was just such a good match. Like, can I be honest with you about something? What's up? I'm not as over on as on Pretty Deadly anymore. Really? Yeah, I I still think they're great in the ring, but I think they were like when Is they it came to they stop saying yes boy so much. It might be that you're might supposed, be. You were supposed to say yes boy to that. Yes boy. It might be boy. <laughs> um, no, but when when they came to NXT, they were just so fucking extra and so over the top. And I loved that for them. And now they're kind of just like regular heels. Like they've given up that, that over, like over eccentric heel character. And now they're just regular heels. I do kind of see what you're saying, but like I still, I still love all their promos because I do still think they're being super extra. Um, yeah, I think it's like all the stuff they talk about. It is, it is a little bit less and it's a little bit more talking about being extra than being extra, if you know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of agree with you there. Yeah, I'm. I like. I, I don't. I'm still, I don't agree. I'm still I don't, behind them. I but I, with, I think I, I agree with what you're saying. But yeah, I, I'm not. I I'm not really turning like my them. back on them. I like. Good. I still like them. And I think Good. that that it can be remedied. I just think that I was rooting more for Anafi and Blade in this match than I was for Pretty Deadly. Well, that's just called the heel face dynamic, Joe. No, yeah, I guess so. Also, who came back at the end of this this segment? I was it was um, uh, it was actually after after the match. I don't know. My if you don't fucking know, you're the biggest fucking phony in the entire world. Oh. Okay. I my notes are out of order then because I saw my boy on Tuesday. You did. All right, good. Odyssey Jones is back, <laughs> baby. Yeah. He was Odyssey driving, pulls up. <laughs> he was driving an SUV full of ladies. He was getting it and he uh invited the losers into his truck. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was about but to yeah, say Yeah, Odyssey Jones is fucking back. You said that, and I was like, I was looking at my next note after Pretty Deadly Retains, which is the schism stuff. And I was oh, like, no. what the fuck are you talking about? And I was no. like, is he talking about that? Or is he talking about Electra Lopez? <laughs> no, I was talking about Odyssey for sure. And then sure. you called me a phony. And I was like, okay, he's talking about Odyssey. Jones. Yeah, <laughs> I thought Odyssey you missed Jones Odyssey Jones because they didn't say his name. And I was like, yeah, he doesn't even know who Odyssey Jones is anymore. I got to be honest. I didn't realize that was him at first. And I was like, <laughs> no, that could only be. I mean, I, I was like, I was like, well, it's definitely not Quincy Elliott. Must be Odyssey Jones or some <laughs> other new huge black dude. <laughs> I know I I noticed him right away. Yeah, I I verified on Twitter, and then uh, unfortunately, I didn't say anything about it on Twitter. But yeah, Odyssey Jones is back. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully that's not all we get to see out of him over the next couple of weeks. Hopefully, no. he's healthy and back and ready to go. Yeah, he's got to be. Has to be right. Yeah, he's been out for so long. Yeah, and the crowd the crowd was chanting his name. You could hear them, um, as he drove away. So like the crowd is ready for Odyssey Jones to be back. We're all ready for Odyssey Jones. I think I'm the most ready. <laughs> I just want to see Odyssey Jones just nearly kill someone in the ring. Odyssey versus Quincy. No, no. I like both <laughs> of them. Uh you want to talk about the schism stuff? I don't really care uh, that oh, much. Wait, I got the, it. I got it. I got it. I don't really wait. I don't I Odyssey, this. I Odyssey don't. versus Braun Breaker, where Odyssey is the winner. Finally. <laughs> um, I was gonna say I don't really care to talk that much about the main event. Like it was good. It was really good main event, but 
like storyline wise, like JD McDonough beat Ilya Dragunov. Like, yeah, great match. Sure, it was there. They were the losers from Saturday, and the match was just there. Yeah, and it was by referee referee stoppage, which was weird. Yeah. All right. Um, so I actually so this will be I, the first time that we do an extended thing on Schism. Uh, that, that that's not just us hating on them. I caught a little bit of heat on this. I saw. I uh, I sent out a picture. I retweeted a WWE tweet that said that Ava Rain was the this the new member of the Schism. And I t- with that first I first ever out, fourth generation superstar Joe. Yes, but FYI, I tweeted out a picture of the blue chip Rocky Maivia debuting at Survivor Series 1996, yep. and I said, or I, it was a retweet of a WWE tweet with Ava Rain, and I said, I guess bad debuts run in the family, and someone was very upset with me. So at uh, fairly doubtful said. Nah, this is definitely not bad, honestly. Schism has potential. Y'all just aren't giving it a shot. Like typical wrestling fans, to be honest. Laughing my ass off. That's what I... at Fairly Doubtful said. Who, by the way, doesn't follow us. Um, So, you know, that guy can go suck an egg. Or that girl. We don't know. Or girl, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, But yeah, Schism is bad. They're really Schism's bad. not even a little bit good. The 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 GYV can wrestle. Yes. They're good at wrestling. Gacy's matches are not good. Um, Gacy's not a bad wrestler either. He's not There's bad. There's no one in that ma- in that in that uh fucking group that is bad at wrestling. Yeah, I won't skip their matches. But I will skip Schism the is fuck not out of their good. promos. I skip the fuck out of their promos. They're so bad. I don't They're... care about anything. Their characters are awful. They're cringe. and now, and now the Rock's daughter is part of Schism. Yeah. So, get ready for the meteoric rise of of Ava Rain because once she shakes Schism, she's gonna be on top. If you smell what Ava Rain is cooking, if you smell what the pebble is cooking. Oh, the yep, I get it. That's what you said. That was your joke. The Rock's daughter. Well, I I just thought it would be, I don't know, cool. Oh, Legato loses. I just thought it'd be cool for her to debut as the Pebble. <laughs> you know, it makes sense. Yeah, but no. Instead, she's part of the schism. All the, it was honestly a huge shock. Like, I legitimately, did not think that that was going to be a woman behind the mask. Yeah, and then more realistically, I just I wanted more for the Rock's daughter. Just like. I don't know, a normal debut. Just like, even if it was a, a losing debut, I just wanted, I didn't want her to be with the schism. Yeah. Or I didn't want the schism to be a thing more realistically. I have I have no attachment to Ava Rain, aside, the, aside from the fact that she's the Rock's daughter, but she, no one should be have to be subjected to being in the schism. Yeah, and no one should have to be subjected to watching them. That's but, true. I mean, that's why I skip them every week. I don't know. All right, let's get to let's get to the the other meat and potatoes of this show, Joe. AEW Dynamite. You were there. I was there. You were there in the crowd. I saw the drunk dudes talking wrestling signed on multiple occasions. So yeah, I guess uh, I guess I should start out with something that might be illegal to talk about. I highly doubt it. 
because I don't know if dark, when dark and elevation come out. I honestly I don't, don't think it's illegal. All right. So it's definitely fir- not. <laughs> the first thing I uh, I have to say is that jobbers don't have entrance music. They just appear in the ring. They they come out from the side. They don't they don't enter on the stage. They come out from the side, specifically the one that I was stand or sitting at. And then they're like already in the ring is this person or that person. And it's from what I can tell, it's all local talent. Okay. Um, so did any of them win? No. So the Damn. first match, the first match of the night was Diamante versus Madison rain, who I think has a match on rampage this week versus someone. I don't know who. Okay. Um, but she has, I think she has a match on, on, uh, rampage this week. Um, and I have a I have a couple of brie quotes from the night. Uh, the the first the first uh, brie quote of the night was with regards to Diamante, who she was watching a match of, and she said her name should have been Crimson Chin because she had a, a large chin. Okay, and she said. But Decent quote. She said her name should have been Crimson Chin, but I'm sure Dylan would have supped her anyway. Nope. Brie <laughs> is wrong. <laughs> And I'll leave it at that. Bree yeah. is wrong. I was going to say, Bree, when you listen to this, I was thinking about calling you stupid for saying that because no, I would never have said that, I think. Uh, but I refrained from doing that because I don't think you're stupid. <laughs> there. So next you're match was, <laughs> next match was uh, Frankie Kazarian versus a guy named Tom or Rhett Thomas, not you Thomas about to Rhett. go match by match through like all 75 dark elevation matches. No, it, it wasn't that many. I'm, I'm just gonna go quick. Uh, I almost said Thomas Rhett, who's a country singer, but his name was Rhett Thomas. Uh, Frankie Kazarian won. Rhett, Kira- Th- Rhett Thomas or Rhett Titus? Rhett Thomas. Thomas okay. Rhett is a country singer. I know that. <laughs> then it was Kira Hogan versus Sky Blue. Sky Blue picked up the win. Sup. Brandon Cutler versus Dante Martin. And I like this one's important because Dante Martin exited through the loser. Oh, wait, that's weird. Dante. I said that Dante, Dante Martin won, but he still exited through the loser corner. And I fisted Dante Martin. He he was there. He gave me a fist. Nice, dude. Uh, he fisted me uh, or I fisted him. You fisted each other. Now, I want to say during this this portion of the show, I was I I got fooled so fucking hard. Because I didn't know about any rumors that you knew about, and the elites' music started playing, and I I almost had the fucking largest pop in the history of fucking pops, and then it ended up being Brandon Cutler. I just can't believe you would think that the elite would come back on dark or dark elevation, and, and that's stupid. Let alone that, wrestle. That, that, that was stupid of me to think. But I heard their music. I didn't. I. I. I guess I. I blacked out. Forgot what part of the show I was on, and I heard their music, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Also, I didn't know Brandon Cutler entered to the B Elite B E Elite song. It's um the, the Elite the yeah. the Elite. Come on, um, then it was a Athena versus some jobber, uh, three jobbers versus the best friends, uh, two jobbers versus. Eddie Kingston and Ortiz. And this one was, was notable because I knew the two jobbers or at least one of the two jobbers on the other side, because I saw them at a VCW show like a couple weeks prior. Nice. I was, I, I looked up and I, I noticed the guy's tattoos and I was like, Brie, 
Bree, that's the guy. <laughs> and <laughs> that's the guy from the 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 other show we went to. The reason oh, I, Joe I, is an Joe is just slowly becoming an independent wrestling fanatic. <laughs> uh, no, so so the uh, the reason I recognize this guy is because this guy had wings, like wings tattooed on his back. Oh, dude, I thought he had wings. No wings tattooed I was, on his I back. Have, I was considering tuning into Dark and Dark <laughs> Elevation this week just to see the wings. <laughs> and uh, Br- Bree was like, "That guy." When we watched this, the VCW show, Bree said, "That guy reminds me of CJ." Um, because he also has wings on his back. Oh, with a volleyball. Yeah, but more realistically, he reminded me of Blake from Workaholics, and uh, that's why I remembered him. So yeah, I recognized one of the guys, fisted him. Um, uh, some lady jobber jobber versus Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill won, still being introduced as the TBS champ, even though she didn't come out with the belt. I mean, she is still a champ. Um, and then QT Marshall versus Danhausen. QT Marshall won with the assistance Dude. of somebody else from the factory. Everybody hated QT Marshall. We all was it the hairy dude. No, it was. Uh, I think it was Isaiah Cassidy. What? Yeah, which didn't make sense, but it was like I don't know. I didn't see him very well, but he was a guy with colored hair, like pink hair or something like that. Was it Aaron Solo? No, Aaron Solo is not black. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, and then and then uh, Danhausen left through the losers' corner, and I fisted Danhausen. Dude, that is an incredible feat. Good for you. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about Elevation and Dark. All right. Um, my questions for you, Joe. Uh, did you sing Judas? Yes. Okay. Was the pyro hot as fuck? The pyro was super fucking hot. So the reason I asked that was because of the dynamite show that Dewey and I went to back when they were still always in Jacksonville. We were so you know, right? They entered from like that corner or whatever. Yeah, and, and I was in that corner. I was in that corner. Yeah. So when we were like, I don't know, 20 or 30 feet away from that. And like, you can feel the pyro. It is. I was was maybe 10, 20 feet away. It is so fucking hot. And it's insane. Like being able to feel it like that far away and it's still being that hot. Yeah, it was super hot. Um, What else? Uh, Did you participate in any scissor me daddy chance? Yes, and I. Nice. <laughs> it it was really funny when we were chanting "Oh, scissor me, daddy," and and then also talking like "Scissor me, daddy ass" and scissoring each other and stuff like that. Because the security guards, you could tell, were not AEW fans because they're they were just looking at each other like, "What the fuck is going on right now?" <laughs> <laughs> they had no idea what the fuck was going they're, on. We're all chanting "Oh, scissor me, daddy," and the the security guards are like. Who are they talking to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. All right. Um, let's actually get into it. Like, so uh it looks like we've got some dissension amongst the BBC. Uh yeah. where do you like where do you see this going? Um are they breaking so specifically, up the, specifically like the dissension the specifically dissent the dissension is um Brian Danielson was trying to get Daniel Garcia to get away from the the jazz and um what's his name y- y- Udo Udo uh Sol- 
Wheeler Yuta. Wheeler Yuta. Goddamn. That was uh, Wheeler really Yuta bad. got yeah really bad. Got a little bit jealous of the fact that that he's been away from the BCC a little bit or been trying. Oh, Joe! Big announcement on SmackDown. Ooh, Elimination not, Chamber just got announced. Oh, at February. Not at Saudi. February eighteenth, right? Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Damn, that is something. That's going to be a hot crowd. Yeah, and I'm excited for that. I'm not. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know how excited I am. We we just talked about it last week. The whole 2023 premium live event schedule. Hoping that there's not going to be a whole lot of uh, gimmick pay per views. But I like Elimination Chamber. I like the match. I don't like. I don't like the it's it's the whole thing like the argument is like I don't like the fact that like hey it's February um it's time for an elimination chamber match like I agree and I put a story together that culminates in an elimination chamber match it's not that hard yeah I, I I agree with you there except that the elimination chamber always leads to the other brands uh the other brands main title event. yeah for wrestlemania that year that's true but i think it's important as like not as important as royal rumble but i think it's similar similarly important to royal rumble if they use it as a number one contendership match i'm all for it aside from last yeah last year it was not used for that yeah um yeah so anyway um beef in the B- B- the bcc bbc uh, because of what I was already talking about, and Claudio kind of broke it up and said, "Hey, you guys kind of need to get your shit together." Yeah. Um, so after that, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say, I mean, we'll we'll have to see where it goes from here. I don't think they're gonna break up. Oh, and that came I don't after. See any uh, reason with that? But yeah, you better talk came about after the video. Cla- Damn, we're not doing well here. That came after Claudio and Wheeler Yuta. Uh, beat Jericho and Garcia in the beginning of the night. Indeed. Indeed uh, did. So after BCC hit a promo, we went to commercial and then back from commercial, Chris Jericho did a backstage stage promo. And it was more of just like, it was, he was saying that he was going to face some former ring of honor champion. And Brie looked up at the screen during that point and said, okay, dog, that bounty hunter. So she thinks that Chris Jericho is dog, the bounty hunter. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's who she thinks Chris Jericho is. That's not like a big insult, though. Like, Dog the Bounty Hunter is cool. He was, yeah. I think he still is. He still so? bounty hunts. Does he? I'm pretty sure. All right. <laughs> so getting into that uh, Ring of Honor, former Ring of Honor champ that he's facing on Rampage this week. Did they already announce who it is? No, it's the, the announcement is Crick. Chris Jericho versus a former Ring of Honor champion. Stupid people on Twitter think it's either going to be Kevin Steen or Tyler Black. Okay, that's fucking stupid. 100% not going to happen? Sure. <laughs> Let's talk about who it could legitimately be. Um. So, Austin Aries is a former champ. Okay. But apparently, he's uh not that great a guy, even though you're boys with him. No, we just had a five-minute conversation at Oost Wrestling that one time. At a bar, though. The, bar that, the, the bar that was 20 feet away from the ring. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I really don't know who else there is. So there's always uh, there's always Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. 
Oh my well, I don't think Cole comes back on Rampage. Neither do I. Is he still hurt? Uh, yeah, they're both still out on injury. But like, are they actually still hurt? Maybe I don't know. I like that's that's the thing is you don't know when people are going to come back. So other so former champs are that might still wrestle Loki, Christopher Daniels. Oh yeah, it could be CD Homicide. No, I don't think uh, it's Loki either. Nigel McGuinness is no longer under contract with WWE. He is, but retired he's like full time retired. Um, so Christopher Daniels so far is what I've it, gathered. It, Eddie Edwards is employed by WWE, I'm pretty sure. I know. I think he's no? an impact. Is he? Fairly certain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe. I don't Still know. Still wrestles an impact? Does he? Okay. I think. Uh, yeah, I was thinking of someone else. Sorry. Yeah, he's currently signed to impact. Are you going down the list of former champs? Kind of. I think it's going to be Cody Rhodes. No. One hundred percent not going to be Cody Rhodes. He's he's back, right? He's definitely not injured. All right, seriously though, who else we got? Gresham. Nope. Uh, Jay Briscoe. Ooh. PCO. Roosh. Has he has he faced Roosh yet? I don't think so. It might be Roosh then. The last one he the last person he faced was Bandito, and then there's like PCO. Who was the champ before Roosh? All right, I'd put my money on uh, Roosh. Yeah, I would say Roosh probably. But if it is going to be Tyler Black or Kevin Steen, I'm going to be way stoked. Yeah, I but <laughs> I won't be watching Rampage Live to know whether or not. I won't that, either. That's the case. <laughs> Even though it's quite literally on right after SmackDown, I just will not be tuned in. Yo, I guess AEW. I guess I'll find out on Twitter tonight who it was. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about this video package and all the news behind the elite and CM Punk. Yeah. So it appears the elite are coming back soon. I don't really know how or what the, the, the story they're trying to tell with this video package where it's like some of the important moments through AEW history that have to deal with the elite. And they're showing those moments just like freeze frame as their bodies kind of get dusted away, sort of like Infinity War style. Yeah. And like the voices kind of fade out a little bit. I don't know what that's all about. Um, I, I think it has to go it, along it like with the fact back. that that AEW kind of erased the elite from any topic of conversation in the last couple months. Okay. I. I like where this is going. And now we're five years later in Infinity Wars or uh, Endgame where someone's going to snap again and bring everybody back. Ooh. Or not Maybe not everybody back because I really don't want CM Punk back. But No, and I don't think he's coming back. I think I'm fairly certain like that's... And bring back the Elite. Yeah. Um, and, and make it like nothing ever happened. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, news for the news, trios championship. News came out this week that uh, apparently the from CM Punk's camp that the door definitely got kicked in, and when it did, it hit his dog Larry in the face and knocked out two of his teeth. Uh, so sorry about that, Larry. And then from the elite camp, it was it, that was absolute bullshit. Yeah. So who knows? There um, will, there may or may not be an official report that comes out at at some point or another. 
and we'll just never know. I don't think there ever will be, honestly. But the other thing that came out was uh, Jericho did something. Like there was a report that came out that Jericho he basically told he called no he called CM Punk a a cancer to the locker room. Yeah. And a lot of people, and I agree with this, because like you hear about the um the talent meetings that happened after this, and it has gotten it has started to get better. And a lot of people seem to think that it stems from these talent meetings and the void that CM Punk and the elite leaving left as far as leadership in the locker room was snatched up by Moxley, Jericho, and Danielson. And it seems to be a good thing that's happening for AEW. Yeah, I, I agree. And I could not agree more with Chris when he called uh, CM Punk a locker room cancer. Neither. Yeah, I, that's that's the fact. <laughs> what kind of what kind of locker room cancer do you think CM Punk is? I'm gonna go with uh, colon cancer because he just he fucked everybody. He sucks butt. butt. Yeah. <laughs> oh my uh, gosh. Maybe a brain cancer because he infects everybody's brains with Ooh, bad thoughts. Joe Joe going with the logical answer. I don't, I'm gonna stick with colon cancer. Jury's still out on that though. As far as what kind <laughs> what kind of cancer. Definitely not liver cancer. Straight edge. Yeah, straight edge society. Serena Deep. <laughs> um, all right. What else you got from Dynamite? You were there. Um, so uh, after the backstage promo, we got FTR versus Swerve and Lee. And holy shit. Good match. So I want to say before the fact, um, the ass boys came out. We all told them that they were, in fact, ass boys. Uh they were less than enthused about that. They were dressed as FTR, and they had paper. Pretty weird. They had paper championships, like cardboard with with some stuff drawn on them. So they were yeah. quite literally paper champs. If they're um, you know, well, if they're trying to call FTR paper champs, they could not be more wrong. Yeah, um, they're champs. So moments in this Seven match star. that were yes, moments in this match that were just incredible. The superplex on on Keith Lee. Wow. Followed by a splash from, I think it was Cash Wheeler. Yeah. Uh, that drew the closest three count for FTR and the crowd popped from that. Like, yeah. Um, woof. I, I don't think Bree knew how, how athletic Keith Lee could be as a 300 plus pound man. She saw him jump over both of them with his legs in a split and she's like, oh my God. <laughs> and i was like yeah yeah that's keith lee <laughs> that's what i try to tell people when like i tell them like they're like what do you do out, outside of uh and i'll just I'll, I'll, i'm just gonna say it when the people say what do you do outside of work and it's like i'm a big wrestling fan and they're like oh my god and everyone's always like yeah i used to watch wrestling uh with my dad back in the and i was like i'm always like yeah oh yeah back in the 90s i assume they're like yeah back in the good old days i was like dude the talent nowadays, like the absolute like acrobatics that they do, um, it's just incredible now. It's just it's just incredible what they can do in the ring nowadays, and that's what makes it good nowadays. Because the stories are all recycled. Yeah, it's just new people telling the stories. But yeah, it's just that those same people that were fans in the nineties are now wrestling, and they're incredible. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. They elevated the sport. I mean, that's quite literally what they did. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Um, 
So anyway, uh, that match happened. It was great. Uh, probably second to best match of the night, maybe. I'll just go with that for now. Cash Wheeler and um, Dax Har- Harwood, not Hardwood, um, mm-hmm. they lost. So obviously they left out of the, the uh, loser's corner. And Cash Wheeler and Dax came out right by us. Um, Cash saw my shirt. He's like, hey, bro, I like your shirt. I was wearing a Dunder Mifflin shirt. So Cash nice. confirmed office fan. And then Dax uh, grabbed my hand and gave me a hug. And that was pretty cool. And uh, Cash fisted us both. Fuck yeah. So that was pretty cool. The The double champs, uh, they're triple champs rather. They uh they gave us some love and I uh, I appreciated that from them. I'm happy for you. It was awesome. It was that's, a great night. That's a lot of fisting in one night. Is your yeah, is your I, hand okay? My hand is okay. Yeah. Have you washed it? Yeah. Oh wow. I'm not a, I'm not a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I touch someone that's that's on TV every week. I can never wash this again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who would ever do that. When was the last time you washed your hand? Um. Last time I pooped. Okay. So 30, <laughs> about 30 days ago. Joe, if I hadn't <laughs> pooped for 30 days, I would die of some sort of bacterial infection. Yeah. You got to poop. Speaking of bacterial unless infections. You're, unless you're a girl. Girls don't poop. Speaking of girls, uh, Renee came up next. What's up? She had an interview with uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman and the crowd pop for MJF. Yeah, and he did his uh his little Moxley impre- Im- impression. Yeah. It was kind of spot on. He made a coming joke about uh or he made a sex joke at least with uh with Renee about how he wanted to have sex with Renee. I mean, wouldn't you? Mm, no. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure you Yeah. Were, I just wanted to make sure you were going to say the right thing. She's a mom, I respect her. <laughs> um gosh. I'm trying to think of what else other than the uh the main event. Sammy and Daniel Bryan were Brian Danielson. Yeah. yeah. The guy next to us thought that Brian was going to lose. He and he had this whole theory behind it. He was like trying to be a podcaster. He's like, Yeah, Brian is on the is on the the go down. So he's just gonna lose, 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 lose. And I was like, No, nah, dude, Brian's gonna beat Sammy. There's no reason for Sammy to win right now. Um because he's just part of the JAS and he's not an important part of the JAS. Maybe if he was still the TNT champ, he's like, no, dude, Brian's going to lose. And I was like, okay. And then Brian won. <laughs> I mean, Brian is in that twilight. Though. Like, I can kind of see he where is. he's going. He is in that twilight where he's putting a lot of people over. But but not Sammy if Guevara. he loses to everybody, then there's no credibility for when the people that do yeah. beat him beat so, him. So when Brian finally wins the Ring of Honor championship, which no. the guy next to me really liked the idea of when Brian finally beats Jericho for the ring of honor champion, there Not is going to be like a, Oh yeah. He, he finally came back kind of thing, but Oh yeah, that's going to happen. Brian's not winning any, any more championships. He's going to win the ring of honor championship. Double or nothing on Chad's, uh, hologram technology. What? I already won that one. You already have to pay that. There's nothing. There's no incentive for me. What are Double you or nothing. Two? What's the double or nothing? Are you going to pay for two hologram technologies? Yeah, in case he dies again. (laughs) In case he dies again. (laughs) What's up, Kayla? Kayla Braxton on the screen. Joe saying sup. Uh, I would also like to comment. Sup. And now Rey Mysterio is going to get the shit beat out of him by Imperium. 
Yes. Um, that was yeah. Talking Smackdown. <laughs> talking Smack. Down as we watch it. Yeah. And then the main event. Yeah. So Moxley versus Penta. Um, Moxley saying he wanted to face someone with zero fear. Uh, it's only one person I can think of. Penta zero Mieda. Penta zero el cero Miedo. El zero cero Miedo. I was Good trying Joe. to make. I was trying to make a uh, a pun. Oh. Um. Anyway, yeah. So <laughs> this match actually kind of pissed me off. Go off, King. Um. So this match obviously went into the outside of the ring, and the entire night it was all right. Where it's like when they went outside of the ring, they put the the video up on the Titan Tron. But during this match, people went outside of the ring. Specifically, the two people went outside of the ring, and their the cameras didn't or the Titan Tron did not start playing the video, and the entire crowd started chanting, "Play the video, or we can't see it." Um, and I tried to yell at Tony Schiavone to put the video up on the screen, even though I know that's not his job. But yeah, that that's what we were dealing with. It was like. 10 minutes into the match when they finally put it up on the screen and like when it was in the in the ring i could see it fine but outside of the ring was blocked that sounds like a very shitty experience and i'm sorry that you had to deal with that it's okay we were fine i love his entrance music yeah ray is uh coming in for the main event yeah we're like we're gonna Um, have to put you on pause or end this show well i was literally about to say um moxley wins he retains, obviously, because him and MJF are fighting at full gear. And Joe, that was it, right? No, that wasn't it at all. It's uh, after the fact, uh, the firm comes and starts beating down Moxley. MJF comes out. He looks a little bit conflicted. Uh, and he he comes down to the ring and pulls the firm off of of Moxley. And then the firm just totally fucking annihilates mjf like yeah um, just like totally fucking beats him down so so, I, so we were there thinking wow mjf face turn and we still i like that's that's where i'm left after that is is mjf a face now or is it all a ruse i don't know i'm thinking maybe the firm helps him win at at all out or full gear rather but i have no idea there's only one way to find out watching full and it's gear. by tuning into full gear joe <laughs> but before that we're gonna have another episode next week where uh we might cover a little bit more of smackdown i think the only thing we have left to cover is this bray wyatt promo that we're literally about to watch um and next week we also have royal rumble 2000 retro beer ratings i am excited to watch another royal rumble yeah absolutely it's gonna be a fun one and NXT uh, will probably be a nothing show. I don't. I don't think they had anything super big advertised for the show. Uh, and then Raw and SmackDown are going to be the final shows before Crown Jewel next weekend. And we'll uh, we'll give a, a little bit of insight into our predictions for Crown Jewel next weekend. And Dynamite still building towards full gear, so it's going to be a good one. As always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DDT WrestlePod. We've been the Drunk Dudes, Dylan and Joe, and we'll catch you on down the road. I was thinking about